It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. My good friend. Hello. Greetings. Joe, good to see you. We have a segment. We have several segments. We try to have some structure to this show. Uh, it goes off the rails quickly. Uh, but we do have one called Forks in the Road. And I, I, I'm i always intrigued with that. I have several. And I want to tell you, uh, let me know one of yours. But my, here's my 20-second story. It, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda story. Now, 2006, I'm doing mornings at News 2. And our boss, who is Steve Sabato, says, I want you and Julie Kranig, who was a co-anchor at the time, after Heather Warren. Oh, I remember her. <laughs> and um, said, I want you to go, and this is the very first time I heard this word, podcast. Oh. I want you to go up and do a podcast. And, of course, we looked at him and said, no clue what you're talking about. It must deal with broadcasting because there's cast at the end, but didn't know. He says, this is where you go up in the audio booth and just banter about what the show, the morning show, maybe look at the rundown and talk about the stories. And then we'll put it out on the Internet, the, the World Wide Web, www. And um, and we can't get our head around a pot like what? Who's going to listen and where do you get it? And so we did like three of them and then the idea faded and no, we never revisited that. But imagine what year was being that? Two thousand six. We would have been pioneered. We would have been yeah. in the Smithsonian for having one of the first podcasts in the country, and we just let it go. Well, so, nobody fork in the road. Nobody knew what it was, or I think the harder part was nobody knew how to get it. I think you had your iPod in those days. You remember the thing you'd carry around, and you could down. I don't even know. MP three players. MP three type yeah. stuff. Um, I think the podcast, they were out there even when they weren't popular. Uh, it was a small segment of people that listened to them. But it, it was years later, it was your idea that we're doing this show. You said, man, I want to do where it. this got you. I want to do this. And we we put it away for about a year, it seemed like. Yeah. And then you came back and you said, man, let's do this. Let's do this. Well, my boy got me a microphone for <laughs> Christmas. Just, and it was it. Worked. Just I don't think that might We have not out. used that we microphone. Had, we tried it. Love once. you, honey. <laughs> but it just, it didn't, uh, it's a fake. it didn't take. I they don't think they No, right. well, it's, it's like D batteries. <laughs> and I just thought... <laughs> And I could go down so many other really inappropriate places right now, but but, but but we somehow it's still in the house. I don't know. It was a microphone. Oh God, this is and this knowing that that we give me a fork in, in the in the or do we just put a fork in us right I now? That, I don't know I what we do. The fork in the road is you and I coming back together after being together ten years on the radio. Yeah, um, which is is just fun. Yeah, just fun. So it is good to be here. Cop out answer. Cop <laughs> out answer. Let's get to our guest. Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. Stops on G, David Gould, who is the owner of Main Street Media. And this immediately you're saying, what a huh? bunch of suck ups. What? 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 Why? They're having the boss on, you know? And uh, we are because... Uh, what David is building and in, in his history here in Nashville as we try to be Nashville-centric, uh, I think it's an interesting story. So no pressure, Dave, but what, one, welcome to the show. And um, you, two, really be good if you can. I mean, I'll do my best. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> what, um, what is Main Street Media? What, let people know. Well, 
we're about a 10 year old local media company. Uh, we started with local newspapers and got into local websites and but now we continue to evolve and we're getting to local TV shows and podcasts and all sorts of things. And I think the common denominator is it's local. It's local news and information. And that's really what people are interested in. It's things going on in their community. So I uh, grew up in Hendersonville and it's still there now. Is it the Hendersonville Standard? Is that the name that's of the right. paper? That's right. So uh, describe a lot of uh, your media outlets are your local papers. That's right. We've got 13 local newspapers. They're all weekly newspapers. They come out one uh, one day a week. Uh, hyper local news. So city council coverage and school board and local events, local people, high school sports, obituaries. It's all strictly all but local. the farm report. Is <laughs> almost there. We might have that sometimes too. So that's that's the core of what we do. Of course, each each one has an associated website, social media pages, so that we update news on a daily basis as as it breaks in those communities. But our readers like to get our newspapers one day a week, and that that, that seems to satisfy their needs. And describe uh, what towns are they in? You know, a lot of these folks are listening now are in the middle Tennessee area. Talk yeah. about the t different towns that your papers are in. So North Clarksville up North. And, uh, and as you head out East, we're in Wilson County. We have two papers, one in one that covers the whole County, one in Mount Juliet. We've got Hendersonville, Gallatin and Portland and Sumner County, Robertson County. Uh, we're in Dixon County, Cheatham County, uh, Fairview and, uh, down in Murray County. How about bell buckle? How's that? Do you have a? Do you have a? No, no. Bell Buckle's Every, not 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 big enough to. Bell Buckle has showed up in the Murfreesboro Post once or twice. There it has. I think. Yeah. Okay. That, things that, that are going war, on in War Trace. Yeah. There you those go. are those are the two. There you the, go. the two things. How did you? Because your background is is not in multimedia building per se. It's in advertising, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I worked for Gannett, who owns a Tennessean. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so 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 so, so sorry. I just joke about that because multimedia and big companies are the reason, you know, I, it happened with TV stations. So I'm, I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. Apparently not. I'm not no. sure. Yeah. No. Apparently it's gonna, <laughs> let it go. John. It's going to come back up again, evidently here, Dave. Well, which, which is, which is fine, which uh, sounds like it's something we need to talk about, but uh, maybe it's therapy for, for John is what it is here. But, but uh, no, I, yeah, I, I worked on the ad side of newspapers for tw over 20 years and came to the Tennessean and, uh, 2002 to run the ad department for the Tennessee and did that for 11 years. So yeah, I think probably, well, I know it taught me a lot about the business side of media. And I think that's important. I think there's a lot of well-meaning journalists and others who get out and they, and they want to do something media wise, but you, you, you've got to try to figure out, uh, you know, the business side of things. Cause if you don't make a dollar, you're not going to be in business. Well, a lot of folks don't get newspapers anymore. And here you are walking right into the zone of people get actual papers at their house and stuff. What's what's your model or what's your take or what's your excitement? Um, you is like, it a 501c3? That's how it feels like. How, how hugely rich are you? And this is just a fun <laughs> hobby that we all put these headsets on here. Um, what is it? Are you just a newspaper guy and you want to continue this tradition? Well, I, I am a local news guy and I want to continue the tradition and we're going to build it around whatever platform people are interested in. And, and really, you know, the local newspaper, even to this day, a local newspaper uh, is the core in a lot of these smaller communities. It establishes our credibility, establishes our brand, and it's allowed us to expand beyond that into digital and other avenues. Now, the seven day newspaper model, it's, it's dead. I mean, you, you've even seen the Tennessee and go to six days a week in print and You've got to think that's going to go. I didn't even go. know that. Yeah, what, they, what day don't they? Saturday. 
Oh, they good, because I don't want to read about high school football anyway. <laughs> well, you wouldn't read about it until Sunday. No, you're right, right, right. But, but, um, but we, uh, I do think there's a business one day a week, and I think you're going to see all newspapers eventually be there. And there still is a, I think there's still a desire, and we see it from, we've got thousands and thousands of subscribers in Middle Tennessee, and they want to read local news, they want to read about, read about their communities. But one day a week is, I think, about the right, about the right number. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. Have you listened to our show, Dave? Yes, I have. Are you sure? Yeah. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> Which one's your favorite one? Which one's your favorite one? Oh, they're all they're all like I love they're all my things. children. I love yeah. all my children. There you go. There you go. I, I you know I enjoyed. I hadn't seen Frank Sutherland in a long time. There you go. And there I you saw Tennessee an editor. Tennessee an editor. He he was the editor when I came to the Tennessean, and and so we sat in meetings together every week. And he was head in the newsroom, and I was the head of the ad department, and we would talk all the time. I get to go up and do his office where he had all those wonderful cases of wine because he was also the wine critic yes. at the time. He talked about that. Oh, yeah. And he was, he was a fascinating guy. And and his history at the Tennessean was just fascinating. And I really enjoyed getting to work with him. And he, he retired when I was still there, but enjoyed working with Frank. And it was I hadn't seen him in years until I saw him on your show what, a month or so ago. Yeah, and I just missed the era of when you could get hammered with your boss and still go back to work. <laughs> that was always a fun era. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> work in the road, I think, is where yeah, we Yeah, and you have many, and we, we'll, we'll get to yours, but I would think one of the life lessons was uh, you and your wife, when you, when you departed the Tennessean to take on this venture, uh, is it what you thought it would be? Is it is it more difficult? Are are there? Uh, I, I would imagine what it was like. And I think you started this company in '09, maybe '08, '09. So, so yeah. things have changed. I mean, what you thought it would be in 2022 isn't probably isn't what it is, right? Yeah, 2013. So it's almost okay. 10 years now. Okay. That we, but it was definitely a fork in the road for me. I mean, I, you know, like many people, I had this entrepreneurial itch that you know I would have loved to do something. But I worked in corporate America for a long time, and. Uh, Kind of lost, you know, at some point, and John, we can we can talk back and forth oh, about this for sure. we've got up over this. But, uh, that yeah, we, we have drowned our sorrows <laughs> on that. Oh, we, that Big war, Grandpa. <laughs> really did. Really did. And, you know, I'll tell you what it was for me. It's that, um, you know, even back, back then, you know, there's a lot of talk about layoffs in newspapers now. But, boy, back then, we were laying people off like crazy. And, you know, I, I know it obviously was a lot harder for the people getting laid off. But when you're seem like two, three times a year, you're calling people in your office and saying, I'm really sorry, but you don't have a job anymore. That does really wear on you. And that does, you know, when you start to say, what's the end game here? You know, where are we going with this? And so eventually when that, when that fire kind of went out and I thought, Hey, there's an opportunity over here to do something different on my own. Uh, I took it. And that was really a big fork. And, you know, it, it's, it, I, I don't know if it's different than I thought it was going to be. I, I probably harder than I thought. I mean, owning a, owning a business is hard. I don't Running care what industry. Hard. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what industry you're in. Yeah. This economy's really not very good right now. The macroeconomic conditions are pretty awful. Um, people are it's irritating. Tough. It's your your people are irritating <laughs> to work with, aren't they? <laughs> what I love our people. Well, thank we have you, David. great. We have we have great wonderful people. We're very <laughs> well. We really do. We have people who many who work for Gannett who were well trained at Gannett who worked for Gannett. Some who worked for me when I was at Gannett and. We're glad to have them working for us now. They get up every day and they want to win and be successful. And 
and put out great, great media products. And they do that. I think you're talking about uh, also maybe a 10,000 foot circle around that is you're talking about content. Um, from my radio era, you always wish some guy could buy a local station where we're going to staff it locally. We're going to do our localness, you know, at at, at the 105.9, the rock, a hundred thousand watt mother, uh, here in Nashville, there's not one live person on the station. They come from other markets here in one of the most happening cities in the entire world in Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, we're talking about content and, um, Oh, we can, well, we can, no, apparently you've gotten over it too, Joe. Yeah, that, that, that you're not in the you're not in the mainstream media. <clears throat> so that's Any, what, anymore. You're on Main Street, is what you are street, instead of mainstream. And right. that's what that's what Dave's trying to do with all of this. Uh, you can check out various podcasts uh, from the sports end of things. Uh, John and Devin O'Day do a cool show that's on here as well. And uh, you're you're bringing content back, and this will be fun. How I can tie this in? Uh, Dimitri Kalademos is going to be on our show, yeah. and uh, she's come back. Back, uh, to News Channel 5 and is also reviving the Nashville banner. Mm-hmm. And she's going straight for the content that people want localness. They want local stories. Yeah, content is king. There's no doubt about it. And I'm an ad guy, right? But, but you know, if we don't put good content out there, we can't sell advertising and we can't make a business of it. And so absolutely 100% radio stations that just play format. I mean, you can get that anywhere, right? But you want the local personalities who have things to talk about locally. And we have the same thing in our newspapers or on our shows. We have local people, and that's what people want to hear about. That's it. By, by the way, you can't use that fork. In, you've already burned the fork in the road, but we have a segment that's come up that's that's sponsored. That Oh, it's not sponsored. It's but not it, sponsored. it will be sponsored Dave, soon. Where's our- <laughs> so you're going to have to think of another fork in the road. I, I would think also, though, your, your wife has been a business partner with you. Uh, talk about that dynamic because yeah. you do bring work home with you. Well, you know, Ellen, Ellen and I, we have eight kids. and uh, Whoa, the- I didn't know that. Yeah, we have eight kids, and so she spent the first 20 years, 23 years of our marriage raising our eight children. Nine, uh, including uh, you. Right, nine, including me. Maybe, I, maybe I'm worth two. Maybe it was 10. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when we got in the business, I said, I said, honey, I said, nothing's going to change. I said, you know, I'm going to run the business. And after a couple of months, um, you know, we had, we'd have an, somebody would walk in my office who was kind of in the accounting area, and they, they'd just hand me check after check to sign, you know, paying this out. And I... I walked home one night and said, you know what? Or walked, I walked, I got home one night and I said, you know, this is our money. I said, I think we need somebody like you, if you don't mind, to help over. She was an accounting major in, in college. And so she said, okay, you know, I'll help out some. And so she started doing that and then started doing a little bit more. And then she's pretty much full in the business now. But even if she wasn't doing day-to-day stuff, she's definitely my confidant and, you know, my the softer side of a lot of things. And you you um, sleep with the with the bookkeeper is basically what this what this did I just go there? Okay. This would be there won't be a part two of David Gould. I don't I don't think he'll so, ever want to go back on the show again. This is where the Irish Catholic side I guess kicks in with eight kids. Yeah, uh, you're a Notre Dame grad. Did you you and your wife meet at school? No, we, we actually did, but not at Notre Dame. It was at William and Mary uh, down in Williamsburg, Virginia. She was an undergrad. I was getting an MBA there. Okay, and we met down there. And she has birthed all these eight kids. She's, Do you have some adopted kids? No, they're all holy cow. All hers, all mine, all a ours. Saint. No, tw- no twins. What are the age groups? So the uh, the youngest is fifteen. She's yeah. a sophomore in high school. She goes to Pope Prep uh, High School in Hendersonville, and the oldest is thirty, and he's married, and lives in Nashville. So in, uh, in about every couple of years in between, we had kids. So. Um, and, uh, and I'll tell you, is we myself, and I'll tell you once in a while, honey, what do you think? Do you think it's about time? <laughs> it's, 
You just got you just, you just burned out. That Super Bowl gym, has always been lucky gym membership, for us. and we come on. You can do it. Oh my goodness, she is a doll. That well, is, she you. is well, wonderful. I've met her. Well, thank you. She 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 really is. So, all right, we're gonna do this. Rapid, 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 fire, rapid, fire, rapid, rapid, fire. All right, David, totally off the rails. No segue there. We just want to ask uh, questions. First thing that comes to your mind, just quick answer, and know that no guest has ever given a quick answer. So I don't want you to feel pressure (laughs) at all. So, Joe? Uh, Dave, what's the last book you read? Oh, gosh, the last book I read. Uh, or reading or want to read or what's something that... Audiobook. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just, Bueller. You know what? It was... It was John John Grisham is one of my favorite that authors, works. and it's I cannot think pleasure. of the name of the book I okay. read, but I just read the a book firm. by John We'll just Grisham. say The Firm. Well, oh, that, that? that was one of the first books okay. he wrote, a I think. A Lawyer in the, the South. Time. There you go. Dealing with inequities and justice and something like he's that. He's fantastic. Actually, his, he his, his, he's done novels, which are really good, and he'll yeah. do short stories, too, which are also really he good. He did that one on uh, uh, football and pizza uh, about the Italian yeah. Football League yeah. in Italy. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was good stuff. Really good. Um, are you a hoarder or a poacher? A hoarder or a poacher? A percher. I'm sorry. Oh, good. I was going to say... <laughs> I did not. I thought I could do that without looking at my notes, and apparently, I'm an, I'm an idiot. Uh, hoarder or a purger? Definitely a purger. I don't. I don't yeah, like don't hoard. Keep... No, I don't like. I don't like a mess. Okay. So we keep things clean and neat around. All right. Biggest failure, and what'd you learn from it? Oh gosh, we've had we've had so many failures in our business. Uh, you know, we first when we first started the company, uh, we were we we had a newspaper in Wilson County, the Wilson Post, and said we are going to uh, really be aggressive in a, in in Mount Juliet. We thought we'd go into Mount Juliet and take it by storm, and we spent a lot of money with marketing and promotion and everything else, and it failed miserably. And what it taught me early on is, you know, you have to when you're a business owner, you got to treat your cash like it's fine wine. You can't just go and Throw it out here and throw it out there. You got to be really careful with what you spend and how you spend it and what you do. And so that was an early lesson I learned, which was a good lesson. We've had a lot of failures though uh, since then too. So well, when you own your own business, you can you're always toughest on yourself. And you can, I can think of you know running a nonprofit. I a lot of unforced errors is yeah. what we would call it. That's right. Uh, and and so you just try to survive and and you have what um, dead or alive doesn't matter. Who would be at uh, an all time dinner? list two or three people you'd want to have dinner with gosh dead or alive um you know abraham lincoln i'm a huge fan already of taken pre- oh taken oh yeah george washington already taken no 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 george has not been taken yet so yeah, yeah I mean, what the father of our country wouldn't that be a thrill to sit down and, and ask him i mean how in the world you know when he was sitting sitting there trying to figure out how to get this vagabond group this of business revolutionaries off the ground. <laughs> yeah and how to get them to go and take on the greatest army in the world and and take them down. It'd just be amazing to sit and listen to all the moments of despair too, when he just thought, I'm not sure I can do this. I'd love to hear those stories. How many are sons and how many are daughters? Five boys, th- five sons, three daughters. Holy cow. I just still can't get past you this. Need can to, I? You need to kids. That's great. I love it. Well, it's, I go to Michigan for summers and stuff and the Irish Catholic families are monstrous. Eight kids is a norm up there. And uh, I just love the, I love the dynamic of it. Your Dave, uh, your your best tip for being a dad. Oh gosh, best tip for being a dad. You know, just just uh, you know, listen to your kids. 
be calm. And I don't, I don't, I don't do that as well as I should sometimes. Stay, really? Stay involved. <laughs> Are you volatile? I mean, do you well, have, I don't know do about a... volatile, but I mean, you know, my kids, sometimes they can, they can get to me and I, I have yeah. to watch myself, you know? And I mean, you know, what 16 year old boy doesn't get to you sometimes though. But, uh, uh, and you know, stay involved, listen to them, stay involved in what they're doing, you know? And, and even if it's stuff that you're not terribly interested in, be interested in it, you know? Like when you said 16 year old, it immediately took me back to me taking my parents' car out when I was 13. So I was thinking yeah. of, and I almost got away with it until I pulled up in back of them. That, that was an issue. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still, I joke that I'm still grounded. Uh, but what is something you have done and gotten away with? Oh God. It can be, you know, taking a piece of gum from the pharmacy when you're eight or something. I don't know. Golly, something I've done and gotten away with. I don't know that I, I, I have a feeling when I was a kid, I didn't get away with anything. I think my <laughs> parents, my parents, you were not like, good at it. Were if you? I tried to, I think they, I think they, uh, they caught me if I was doing something, but, uh, gosh, I really can't think of anything I really got away with. Safe oh, answer. Oh man, that's safe. incredibly that's, safe. So yeah, kids, that was, that was. Dave, uh, as a newspaper guy, most of your whole life, have you ever said it? Said it. I'm sorry. What was the question? Have you ever said it? Stop the presses. Oh, stop the presses. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Give us your best one. Stop the presses. <laughs> oh, man. Man. We'll you work know, on it with that. I, you know, I've never. I, just, I want you to randomly once a week, if you would, just walk around the office and from the back. Stop the presses, <laughs> Mr. Gold. We don't use presses it's anymore. Sure. And the, the staff will go. He just does that. That's okay. That's, that's just a newspaper it. guy. He's yeah, all right. Tourette's. Well, yeah. the funny thing is, we don't actually have our own printer. I mean, we, we we don't actually print ourselves. We actually have a vending. We have a guy who prints for us up in, you up got, in Kentucky. You, you have a guy. We have. Well, we, he's got a company. Yeah. And uh, this guy and his company does our printing. So we don't have our own press. So it's really. Uh, so I guess I'd have it. to. I'd have to call him up and say, hey. Please stop the presses. Oops. I'd have to say it nicely. We <laughs> yeah. want to work Excuse on that me, delivery. I'm going to take it. <laughs> no, sir, I'm going to my hey, hey guy, I'm going to text you something. If you could just if you could just, no, <laughs> just get it right to yeah. it. Word period, word period, word period. <laughs> stop. stop. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. All right, final uh, rapid fire question. Uh what do you listen to? What's in your do you have I don't know if you have a CD player or if you uh, app, you know, iPod thing, but what do, what do you listen to now? You know, I I like older stuff. I like 70s music. I like 80s music. That's the stuff I grew up with. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like older stuff than that. I mean, you know, I, I saw one of Frank Sinatra's very last concerts. Wow. Well, he came to Notre Dame back in like 1987 or something like that. And I got to go see him perform. Uh, I, so I like old stuff, probably 80s and earlier. Um, that's, all, that's, that's mainly on my Spotify playlist. Okay. All right. Good deal. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Real pressure here because he also had a, he had a really good one earlier in the show. If you were listening and not skipping forward every ten or fifteen seconds, uh, fork in the road. Something you know, young, maybe before your Tennessean days, that uh, maybe meeting your wife. Maybe it was a decision you decided not to do. But there's got to be a good fork in the road, well, David Gould. You know, <laughs> there are lots of forks in the road when you work for a large corporation and they'll come to you and say, "Hey, would you be interested in moving to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and doing such and such?" or do you want to go to Honolulu, Hawaii and do such and such? And so I had mentors who I would talk to about those things and, and they would always come back and say, think about the person you're going to be working for, not just the job that you're going to be doing. And that's mm -hmm. important who you work for, not just what you do. And I always would take that advice and I'd be very, very careful. And, um, but, but I, 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 
can I add something on the fork in the road to Absolutely. something as to my other you're, fork? You're the boss I wanna, I wanna of Main add, Street Media. You can <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Well, let me add just a little bit to that because I think this was this was interesting. When when I was thinking about leaving the Tennessean, and this was again my biggest fork. So it was about a three month process of negotiation with the owners of the company that I was buying. And, you know, Ellen and my wife and I were, were sitting around talking, and one day she said, you know, she said, you know that she said, I'll support and I'm with you. And if we think it's the right thing to do, we're going to do it. But she said, you know, you've got a pretty safe corporate job right now. I said, yeah. She said, and they pay you pretty well. And I said, well, yeah, they do. And she said, and you know that, we, you know, three of our kids are in college. The others are in Catholic schools. There's never going to be a moment in our lives when we have more on the line financially than we do right now. And so is this the right time for us to take our, you know, wallet, throw it out in the sidewalk and hope like heck that we can make it work? And I'll tell you what I came to the conclusion of is that sometimes in life when you're making a big decision, do it when you have the most at risk because then you're going to fight like heck to make it work. You know, people talk about plan B. We didn't have plan B. And sometimes I think if people have plan B, they take it. And sometimes you got to say, I don't have plan B and I'm going to do everything I can to make plan A work. And I think that was, that was an important part of our fork. And that's what we finally came around to. Burn your boats. So you got to do it. Yeah, my wife and I had this discussion the other day about getting out of your comfort zone. And I think oftentimes we get into routine, whether it's daily or seasonally, what are we going to, you know, my wife and I are going to go to uh, uh, so-and-so for the holidays. We've done that every year. I just think there's a time. And my wife had some, some business decisions lately that, that made her uncomfortable because it, it was a risk. But I can see her get excited about it and and really own it and go after it. And I think getting out of your comfort zone, whether it's not having a plan B, um, is is healthy. Do you, Joe, do you get out of your comfort zone? I mean, do you? I used to. Right now, all I want to do is drink wine with Frank Sutherland and Dave and listen and <laughs> laugh at other people's stupid podcasts. <laughs> And there's my day. And go to the club and play golf Rinse and, and have some lunch. <laughs> yeah. Shoot an 84 and have well, a couple buds. I think I your, uh, your passion comes in of what's – uh, Kevin Carter talked to it about it on another show as he went from football into broadcasting. We all have that other B thing. No matter what job we're doing, we said, man, I, maybe I should have done that. And then when you get the chance to do that, uh, that, that kind of that risk – and that fear and that uh, motivation really kicks in. And I, that's what I enjoy what we're doing here at Main Street is, I mean, if you see our studio, Dave's saving his cash uh, in fixing up this studio right now. But uh, it's it's a ground level. Yeah. You said that in front of him. You know that. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's, it, it's, it's on the line of everybody's trying to contribute and do things and move forward and stuff. And when you get section one, meeting section two and three, then all of a sudden you go, man, we're, we're moving. We're getting some building the mo, the big momentum. And it's, it's not easy, but you, you know what you do? You get passionate people who want to do it and make it happen, and they can do it. And uh, it takes a lot. You got to wear shades. As I was talking to you about this several months ago, almost, it's going to be almost a year, Dave, about doing this podcast and producing it here and so forth with, uh, with Justin. Uh, things have, you know, the world's going to hell and, but we have to have something to kind of lean on and know that, that we're moving forward. And uh, so we want to end a show and, and we want this to be motivational and inspirational and, and be like that second cup of, of Joe. 
and 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 John. And, and John. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had one job there, Joe. I was Wait, looking at my contract. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take you long, no. did it? Uh, but, well, give us a day brightener, something that that uh, that you can feel like maybe this business or you're onto something that that we're going to look at at Main Street Media in you know 2033 and it's going to be X or something. You know, there are more people today than any time in human history consuming media. Right. I mean, that, that's the people people bemoan the media industry and say it's all going down the tubes and everything else. There's more people consuming media than any time. And really, it, it, it's becoming a hyper local world. Mm -hmm. People are, you know, posting stories on social media about their new dog or what their kid did in school or a new job they have. And, and that's really hyper local. So we think that the future for hyper local content, news and information is going to be very, very strong. We've got to figure out, and we are figuring out, the platforms that people want to consume it in. So for some, it's going to be print. For some, it's going to be digital. For some, it's going to be social. For some, it's going to be video. For some, it's going to be podcasts. And then build a business model around that. And we think we can do that. And, and, and Joe said earlier, content is king. And if we focus on content and then, and then get people who, who can take that content and build a business around it, we think we can be really successful, and we think we're going to be. Excellent. I'd say that's a five-year vision. What what would it look right now if you walked into this building? Uh, this is a separate studio here in Old Hickory, Tennessee, and I think your main offices are in Gallatin. Um, what would it look like five years from now for you to go, man, everything's hitting on all cil cylinders? Well, I, you know, from a real high-level standpoint, we want to have a diversified, a more diversified business. Right now we're businesses, you know, well, not, we've actually been diversifying, but it was when we started this diversification process, it was about 95% was focused on print advertising. And now we're down to about 75% because we've been growing our business in other areas. And so for us to say we've really done a good job, I want to have a throw, I want to have, I want to have the premier local, hyper-local TV channel in Middle Tennessee. 24-7 with local news, information, entertainment, sports, whatever it may be. And this is streaming on an app. Streaming, streaming. Right? On is that, do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, there's more people watching TV right now, stream, uh, streaming TV, than watch broadcast TV or uh, cable TV. Streaming is the number one way people consume television now. So it's there. And so we want, we want, to, be, we want to be the top premier TV channel. And I would say in five years, we have still would have the top, local newspapers. We want to have local websites. We want to be the premier media company in Middle Tennessee. I mean, that's really what our goal is. And it's going to take all facets of the game to do it. We think we built a really good base with print and digital and social. And this is the next thing we want to do. And we think we can do it. Good deal. Well, David, thank you for your time. I, uh, uh, you know, again, this seems incestuous to have you on, but I also think it's, it's really interesting. If people want more information, if they want to find out more about those hyperlocal uh, newspapers that are out there, uh, what is the website? What's the app? MainStreetMediaTN.com. And the app they can watch our television show is Main Street Media TV. There you go. You know what we don't do, Joe? And we, yeah. you, you'd think we would figure this out. Um, we don't plug um our our website address or we do have a website address right and then we have a we have an email second cup of joe and john at gmail.com and when justin hits the close it's on there too is that okay and that's second that's s-e-c-o-n-d uh second cup of joe and john if you have any uh ideas for guests if you uh are interested in <laughs> 
<clears throat> sponsorships. Yeah, man. Something, you know, bring it. We and, and 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 even if it's just a like a really critical email where you just don't but I, you know, I because we used to get those at TV station. I don't know. Did you get bad email at in radio days or did you just hit delete? Both. Or everybody was a fan of Joe Elvis. Well, you just uh, wait, TV or radio, people just pound you yeah. with stuff. Just weird, and just stuff. They stupid just, stuff. Yeah, I, just, I don't I like your tie. I was entertained by it. Yeah, were you? Okay, I was yeah. a little more sensitive. No. I, I, I would, I would like to return. I would no. always return the email, and they'd be like, "Oh, I can't believe you took time to return." Oh, we actually watch all the time. I did. I, I got caught in a bad mood or something like that, and I'm like. Mm. <sighs> no. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Lindley, my wife. I understand. No. Tell yeah, your dad to quit saying, I suck, son. <laughs> dad, you gave it to me. I gave it back to you after Father's Day or something like that. Can you make, you know who makes up, you may, you know who really rakes it in? It's like Christmas. Dave Dave Gould has two Christmases, right? He has Christmas and then he has Father's Day, right? <laughs> you do. You do. Really all those well. kids. All those kids are, are, are. Do they remember? They better. You bet they do. You know they what? Can. If if I, if we didn't get a a card for my father or for my mother on Mother and Father's Day, and they both threatened us the same way, they they threatened us in three ways when we were young. If you get a card late. You couldn't get it the next day, okay? If you did not get a card for your parent, uh, we're going to do one or two, three. We're going to either take the car away. My dad was a Ford dealer, so we had cars. Uh, two, uh, we were. Uh, you're going to cut off the college tuition, which was which would not be good. And th- or three, send you back to CCD at Notre Dame at the ROTC <laughs> building. Do anything but don't send us back to Sunday school. Take my car. Take, take my, my car. Dad, take my car. I'll come home and work, but don't send me back to CCD. Anyway, David, thank you for your time. You've been on the second thank cup you, of guys. Joe and John. It's the second cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John. <laughs> 